Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 205, Goodbye Comfort, Hello Growth with Emily Bell. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. So lately, I have been trying to convince my husband, Brad, to move to another country. You know, just sell our house, find some way to work remotely, and move somewhere crazy like London or the French countryside, or even just in the middle of Texas somewhere. Do you ever think about doing that too? I, I haven't quite convinced him yet. But I'm on the journey, friends, because when I see other families of our generations, young families that are going to doing that, traveling the world or leaving behind their crazy job and all the stress that goes with it and living on their own terms, it really inspires me. Today's guest, Emily Bell, did just that. She and her husband chose to stop thinking about traveling the world and they chose to rent out their home. 
and they traveled the world for almost a year. We recorded the first half of our interview when they were about seven months into their travels, which you can follow along, by the way, on Instagram at The Lost Bells. In this interview, though, we didn't want to just talk about traveling and and uh, you know ditching your normal life and going in extremes that way. But what we did want to talk about in this interview is that in order to grow and and change, you need to be willing to get a little uncomfortable. That's our theme this month is change. And so in order to do that, you need to lean into some discomfort. While you listen to Emily talk about how they grew from their own discomfort of traveling the world, because it wasn't easy all the time and it was scary and it was uh, painful at times too. I want you to think about in your own life, what would you like to try? How are you willing to step into some discomfort so you can progress into the person you want to be? Because that's what change entails, friends. It it entails some discomfort, and that's not all bad. Shortly after we recorded this interview, Emily actually got diagnosed with breast cancer. She kindly accepted my offer to record a short segment that we have now after our original interview to share more about how all the uncomfortable they went through for the year prior felt worth it now in hindsight as she is in this new phase of facing incredible rounds of discomfort she never hoped to but Emily is really inspiring because she's also hoping this discomfort leads to more growth and healing as well and I just want to say in a personal note here that Emily I'm so grateful that you would still be on the show and and that I am praying for you and I know many 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 more are my name is Emily um, Emily Bell and um we kind of coined the name the lost bells because we felt like we wanted to get lost um not necessarily like lost like ah we're lost but kind of like lose all of the comfort and structure that we were familiar with and um not because we didn't like it but because we loved it so much and we felt like we needed to grow because we were almost too comfortable in our circumstances. So I'm a mom of three little kids and um, have an awesome husband. We, you know, just had an awesome suburban life in Farmington, Utah. I taught elementary for seven years and I taught preschool out of my home for four years. And I have a master's degree in teaching. Um, So I love kids. I love learning. I love education. Super passionate about education and learning. We left our home about seven months ago. And then we've been living in a new country, basically a month at a time, um, going to a new country and living there for a month while my husband works remote. Um, he works full-time remote. I feel like there's this movement in our generation of young families or even just families too, who are realizing they want to do this as a family. They want to leave everything behind that they know and, and take an adventure around the world for an extended period of time, sometimes for a few months, sometimes for a few years. And so you're one of them, which I think is so awesome. And I, I'm really curious about this. And I know a lot of my listeners are too, but it's more from the lens of taking risks in general as a family and doing things outside of the script that you have been buying into and playing by, not that it's a bad script at all, but just realizing maybe that's not the way you wanted to do things. So talk us through what that was like for you. Why did it appeal to you to go abroad as a family? And what was the thought process behind it? And were there any moments where you realized this is what we need to do? Um, yeah. Okay. So 
I think a big key factor for us was that I taught English um, in Taiwan. I left 12 years ago and taught there for a year. And I think that experience for me was a huge life-changing experience because it opened my eyes to a culture that was so completely different to my own and a completely different language, you know, in a completely foreign country with no ties to home or family or anything. And that experience was so, so good for me. I grew so much in that year. It wasn't easy the whole time. My first six months there were, were tough. Um, but um, my husband and I were in correspondence during that time and we were really good friends and our relationship really grew over that time. And I actually am really grateful now that our relationship did develop over, you know, messages and emails and Skype and those things. It was really fun to have become really best friends without um, like a dating kind of relationship and no physical aspects of the relationship and whatnot, just purely friendship. And then he came to visit Taiwan at the end of my year contract there. And we loved traveling together so much for those two weeks that he came to visit that we always, always wanted to go back to Taiwan. But that had always been a goal of ours was to go back because we loved it so much. So um, it was just kind of a, always a dream of ours that one day we're going to go back, you know, and then kids came along and we had one and then we had two and then we had three kids. And we always still were saying, we're going to go to Taiwan for two weeks or for a summer or something. We just wanted to make it back. And then my husband started working full-time remote um, about a year and a half ago. Started working full-time remote. We were like, if we don't do this now, are we ever, and I was expecting Marley, our third child at that time. I was like, are we ever going to do it? Because it's not going to get easier. And our kids are only going to get older and in more activities, more schooling, more rooted in, in our lives that we loved so much. We loved our neighborhood, our family, our friends, everything about our lives. We just loved, but we, and it wasn't just Taiwan. It wasn't just that we wanted to go to Taiwan. We just had this, you know, kind of that taste of how different Taiwan was and the culture and the language and everything and how eye-opening of an experience it was. We wanted to give that to our kids. We wanted them to be able to experience that discomfort and learning to, and finding the, um, a way to get comfortable despite the discomfort of being out of your comfort zone. Talk us through what has not been really pleasant about this. What has been hard and something you've had to work through? Um, so our first month we were in Costa Rica and it was Christmas time and it was really hot in Christmas uh, in Costa Rica. For us, Christmas kind of equates to family. We spend a lot of holiday time with family. And so being just our little family and being in a climate and country where they didn't speak our language and it was just all unfamiliar was a little like, and it was our very first month away from home. We were kind of like, ah, kind of felt like we were fished out of water, plunged into like ice cold freezing water, you yes. know, and we're like, we got to swim. We got to swim. We got to swim. And, um, it was, it was really good for us and for our family and for our relationship because we learned that like we've got to step up you know like we're not gonna Christmas is not gonna happen unless we make it happen but the kids they didn't care like they they weren't disappointed they were so excited about it being Christmas and it almost made the spirit even more real because 
because we had to dig deep to find it and create it ourselves and really decide, is this something that's important to us? You know, how are we going to make this magical for our kids? There's just these different moments of realizing this is why we're here. It's not because we hated our life before. It's because we want an even richer life for this period yeah. of time, this precious period to get outside of our comfort zones, to expose our kids to different ways of living and service that we might not otherwise be able to have the opportunity to provide for people. And, you know, I'm thinking for many of the listeners who might not ever be able to do this, maybe they don't even want to, maybe they don't even have yeah, yeah. the desire to leave um, their home and their lives, but they still need more adventure. They still need a richer life. Um, why, why is it worth doing that? So even if it looks different for them, why is it worth getting out of your comfort zone as a family? Um, so for us, we, we have this kind of, it's become kind of like a motto almost that whenever there's something that we're considering doing and we're like, should we do this or should we not? It's kind of my husband and I look at each other and we're like, we are so tired. Should we go see this amazing waterfall or climb this, you know, extensive hike with our three little kids that are under six years old? Should we, you know, these kind of adventurous things that, that we value and enjoy, but at the same time are <laughs> exhausting. Exhausting. Yes. Can I emphasize like really exhausting with three little yeah. kids? And, um, we just look at each other and we're like, should we do it? We could just stay, we could just relax and hang out and you know, whatever. And then we usually like, no, we should go, we should go because we'll regret it if we don't. And we almost like, we're almost always glad that we go. I mean, there's this, the rare occasion when we go and we have horrible weather and we have just a bad series of events and we're like, Oh, maybe we should have just stayed home this time. But I would say 95% of the time we are like, we are so glad that we did that because we gained so much from it. And I, I feel like that's just kind of how life is. You know, there's all these opportunities. There's all these doors around us and don't get me wrong. I am all about like rest when you need to rest, relax when you need to relax, you know, find balance. But I feel like it's, it's also really easy to just be complacent and just like sit on the sidelines and watch life go by and not, you know, take the step forward and seize opportunity and adventure when it presents itself, because it's like, oh, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of, you know, it'll be too, the kids might complain. The kids might, the, you know, the baby needs a nap. The naps are a big thing for me. It's hard to forego the baby's nap and like, no, she needs a nap. It's easier to just stay home and stick to the schedule and whatever, you know, especially being a teacher. I'm, I was very much like a schedule person. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like mostly we are always so glad that we did those, whatever it is, whatever adventures we pursue. The other day we went to the Volcano National Park and it was just comical how we had one of those, you know, everything kind of went wrong. Like we drove two hours, it was raining right when we got to the other side of the, of the island and um, we got there and then we didn't realize it's $25 entrance fee and then we got in and then they were like, oh yeah, there's no lava anywhere to be seen. And oh, oh by the way, all of the attractions are all closed. And basically we drove two hours to go to a visitor center in the rain oh. <laughs> and, yes. and paid $25 for that, you know? And so it was just kind of one of those like, 
well, four hours because we drove two hours there and two hours back. But um, so we laughed about it. And we, our kids, they still had a great time. Like they loved seeing the things in the visitor center. And that's another thing that's been really powerful for us to learn is that just how much power and influence we have as adults on our kids' attitudes. And if we can respond positively to life circumstances and the hurdles that come our way and the disappointments, you know, and not that like, I, I'm also really big on like, feel what you feel, you know, like allow yourself to really feel those feelings, but don't, don't wallow in them. Don't get caught up in the disappointment and devastation of life. You know, life is unpredictable. Feel it and then breathe and move on. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tell us where you have been. We started in Costa Rica. We were there for a month and then we, um, we had to come back to the U.S. to fly to Hawaii. We didn't realize there were no direct flights from Costa Rica to Hawaii. So we flew to California and spent a few days in California with um, my husband has family in California. And then we flew to Hawaii or on Oahu for a month. And then we flew to Fiji and Fiji was one of probably our, our toughest, I didn't mention, I, I was, didn't get to that, but Fiji was probably our toughest um, place that we lived because we all, all got really sick. But oh, yeah. um, after, after Fiji, we went to New Zealand and then from New Zealand, we went to Australia and we were in two, uh, New Zealand, we were in two different places. We stayed on the North Island for two weeks and then on the South Island for two weeks and then same in Australia. We were in Melbourne for two weeks and then we were up in Brisbane for two weeks and then um, we flew to Taiwan, and we were kind of all over the island in Taiwan. And then we are back in Hawaii right now, but on a different island. We're on the big island of Hawaii before we head home for um, a little while for the summer to visit family and take a trip with my family and my husband's family. And then we're hoping we need to do some doctor's visits and dental visits and things like that. And then we're hoping to probably continue this, this fall once around school time. Oh, that's so fun. Towards Europe. Yeah. So with all, with all these different places, you kind of, you know, you've gotten lost around the world. What have you found as a family? What do you see different and better and including your kids and in yourselves? Um, I feel more, more present, like more, less distracted, um, and more just, more complete, I guess, like really it's helped us to focus on like, this is why we did this because we love each other. Our relationships are more important than anything else to us. 
We want to spend time together and strengthen those relationships. And that hasn't always been easy because one of the challenges of traveling full time is that you'd never get a break from each other. We're all together, all five of us, pretty much 24 hours a day all the time. And so that's definitely one of the challenges that comes with it. But um, it's been one of the blessings too, because you learn to live with each other and love each other. And it makes you more aware of like, it's really made me really strive for kindness. I hear myself like, you know, the things that I say, and I think I want, I could have said that in a nicer way. I could have, you know, so it really makes you like evaluate your relationships, evaluate your, your own behavior and helps you like focus on family and um, spending time together and those kind of things. This is a really specific choice you've made and it's not like an easy choice either, but um, what I hope people are getting out of this is it was done on your terms and, and you're just trying to purposefully make something happen for your family that they wouldn't otherwise have. So for some people who are thinking about doing an adventure as a family, I mean, maybe they're planning their first trip outside of their town. Maybe they are going to go across the world. What would you tell them you wish you had known when you started out on this to help them get through when those kids are misbehaving or someone gets sick or luggage gets lost, all of that. Um, okay. So two things come to mind. The first one is that it will end. Yeah. <laughs> um, breathe, relax. This will end, you know, and it's the same thing. Like when we've been sick and we're like in a foreign country and we've all been sick and miserable, or I get migraines really bad and, I'll get a migraine and it goes on for days and I just have to like remain, um, retain perspective and just think when hard, dark circumstances come and it feels like the clouds are thick in your life. I feel like you just have to remember that the sun is still there. The sun is still shining and the clouds will part and the sun will come through the clouds and like warm your life again. And you'll feel that sun. And even if it's just for a moment, even if it's just like whatever trial you're fighting, you know, the sun will will creep through the clouds and warm you for a second and give you the renewal and strength that you need to like keep going. But the second thing is um, a girl that I went to high school with um, she had a baby that um, was born with a heart condition. Mm -hmm. And before we left on our travels, she posted something that said um, fate or fear equals what if and faith equals even if and I, that really, really hit home with me because I felt like in going into these travels, you know, there's people all the time will say, well, what if you get sick or what if you lose this or what if this, what if someone dies or what if, you know, all these what ifs. And I feel like there's no peace and there's no solace in living that way. And it's not, not that those questions are wrong and not that I don't ask myself those questions sometimes, but I know that for me, I feel so much more peace when I can approach whatever circumstances life throws at me with, even if, you know, what this happens, we get sick or someone dies, or even if this, you know, like heaven forbid, some of those things happen. If I can keep perspective that even if, you know, this, then I can find this, I can find peace or this will be okay. Or what, you know, like we'll, we'll make, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it kind of thing. Focus on faith instead of fear, you know, and focus on even if, instead of 
getting lost in the fear because fear can be so consuming. I just want to interrupt here to share that here is where we are going to sign off from the first interview and we'll just leave off the goodbye we do at the end. And now I'm going to share the smaller um, interview I recorded with Emily after her diagnosis with breast cancer. I do think it would be really nice to have your perspective of since you got this surprise diagnosis, um, how you feel now about the adventures you did take before. Um just how that's um, played into your perspective of things. So, so tell us about that with this, with this new perspective, how do you feel now about the adventures you've taken in the past year and how you've been living your life as a family? Um, I feel really, really grateful. Um, I feel like gratitude is just huge and I just feel like I've been overwhelmed um, with gratitude for the experience that we had, um, but also all that it taught us, like it really taught us to live in the moment and be together and be present. Um, I mean, it wasn't perfect, of course, you know, like we still had distractions sometimes and we still had devices and social media and things, which can always be a distraction. But um, in general, like we just feel so grateful that we, took that opportunity that we took the leap and I feel like it helps me face um, having being diagnosed with cancer um, helps me face it a lot more unafraid and just full of faith because you know I did something huge and scary and unconventional before and I'm like I can do it again you know what I mean so I think I think that's kind of how any of our trying experiences that our faith building are. They strengthen our faith and it's like a muscle. So the next time we like have a hard thing and we're like, oh yeah, I can do this. Like, you know, and and maybe initially, and I'm not going to say that I wasn't like, because when I first was diagnosed, I was pretty overwhelmed and like, oh my gosh, it's so scary. And cancer is a scary thing, but um, I, yeah, I don't ever for sure not regret um, taking the risk to live unconventionally and travel as a family, even though it was really hard at times. Um, it was for sure one of the best things that we ever did. Yeah. You know, you said in our original interview, you said something like, you know, what if heaven forbid something were to happen to our family that you could look back and be happy with those risks. And I'm not sure if you were exactly that same way, but it's interesting to just see how immediate that, that lesson has been in place for you. I mean, because it, is, yeah. it was like a week apart, you know, from our interview that you got um, diagnosed or maybe two weeks. Um, yeah. So tell us more about that too. Like if you were to say to the guests who are listening, what you hope they can learn from you with these fresh eyes you have about, about living differently. Maybe they're not going to sell their homes and travel abroad like you did, but how to challenge themselves to live in ways that are a little bit unconventional for them in ways that might be hard and challenging and stretch these and um, push these muscles you've been talking about, um, why it's worth doing that. Um, I feel like as we take risks and as we step outside of our comfort zone, I feel like not only does it strengthen our muscles and strengthen our faith, but it like really fortifies in me this 
assurity, this knowledge that I have that God is aware of me and God is in the details of my life and he knows the exact timing. Like he knows literally the details of when things will happen and when things need to happen. Just like I look back on, on how everything played out, but other events in our life too, you know, and it's a total testament to me that we have a living God who knows us and knows our individual circumstances and knows the timing of everything and has a much bigger picture than we can see. And, you know, in, in a smaller way, just your year of adventures of, of challenging yourself outside that comfort zone, I feel like not that it prepared you for this because I don't think that's really the appropriate way to say it, but more that it gave you something to lean on now. Like you said, those muscles of leaping and, and, and seeing where you land and having hope and faith that it's where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I, you know, I think you were right when you said prepared, like, I think initially, you know, maybe I would feel like when I was first diagnosed, like kind of frustrated, you know, because I didn't, I for sure did not in my, in my mortal mind, like at that moment when I was first diagnosed, I was like, I did not want to have cancer. I did not choose this, you know, like this is, and I was living a really, really healthy lifestyle. But after I was diagnosed, like I absolutely feel like I was prepared absolutely feel like the experiences I had in my life have prepared me for this point. And not that I don't feel like scared. Um, there's times where I'm overwhelmed or um, where I'll have conversations with people and they tell me stories that, you know, just send me kind of spinning. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like I can tell you that I absolutely feel like I was prepared for this experience and that I needed to have this experience for whatever reason, I'm not even sure that I know, you know, the reason yet, but I know that I needed to have this experience and I know that I was prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 32 year old mother of three, um, with breast cancer, I mean, that's a huge leap right there. So what are you seeing is going to sustain you through this time that you have coming up? you you haven't started treatment yet. Um, so how are you feeling about launching into this next, um, forced adventure in your life, a forced risk that you weren't planning on taking? Um, and how are, how are you thinking you're going to try to navigate it? Um, I, I kind of told our, our Instagram audience that like my approach is really the same as how I went into traveling. I wanted to leave I wanted to make my decisions out of faith and not fear. And I think I talked about that when we talked before you that yeah. um, a friend, a friend had said, you know, what if living in what if, what if, what if, what if, you know, equals fear. And even if like equals faith. And I thought, you know, that is how I want to live. I want, because there are risks and there are dangers. There are scary things all around, but I don't want to walk around thinking, what if this, what if that, what if, you know, that's just, that's not a comfortable, peaceful, happy way for me to live. And so I feel the same way about going into cancer. Um, just knowing that there's a bigger plan, there's a bigger picture. And even if, you know, X, Y, Z happens, even if whatever, um, I know that I've been led to this point. This is um, intended for a reason, my family will be okay. You know, like 
I just, I have to trust and lean on those things. Um, and that's what faith is. You know, faith is not a certainty. It's, there's still a question and there's still doubt and it's still scary, but you have to go back to the faith because the fear can be too consuming and it's not a fun way to live. You know what I mean? It's the same, same way I, I treated my travels, I guess, was just to approach it with faith and instead of fear, I guess. Yeah. And a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, um, treating my body with lots and lots of love, lots of respect, you know, just putting good into my body, not just physically what I consume, but also like mentally and being really, really aware of my thoughts, being really, really kind, really loving and gentle to my body, really appreciative to my body for all that it's done for me and um, supportive and grateful for the hard work and uh, the journey that it's on and the hard work that it's doing to heal and the life that it's created with my kids. And this isn't like a flipping a switch that you're just like, Oh, now I flipped it. And so I'm full of gratitude and energy and like, and, um, and I'm ready for this next adventure. It's just more this like constant reminder to yourself. Like this is how I want to go about this. I had this thought the other day that I, I'm like, I, I almost like hate to say this out loud because it sounds so crazy, but if you think of it in that way, that our trials are given to us so that we can become more like loving and more grateful and more happy. Doesn't it sound like they're kind of a gift to us? You know, if they are intended to teach us the things that we need to live more grateful, more present, more happy, like that sounds like a gift, you know, I mean, and maybe, maybe it sounds like it comes in like a horrible, ugly package. (laughs) Well, I don't feel like I think that God is aware of us then. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I was going to say, I don't think I can say that about your trial, but you can say yeah, that about sure. what you're going through because you are in the thick of it. And if you can yeah. say that, then that gives me what I need to go through what I'm going through because everybody is yeah. going through something who is listening here. And so Emily, I'm really, yeah, absolutely. yeah, I'm just so grateful that you would, that you would come back on the show just in this little bit of time, this precious time right now that you're having, like as you prepare for what's coming with your treatment to just kind of give us some more perspective of what we need of what really matters and how we can navigate it better. And and I'm going to remind people here that uh, you keep up to date on your Instagram lost bells. And you also have a website that we'll link to so people can follow along with uh, what you're going through and how you're doing and anything else that you would like to add. Oh, thanks so much, Monica. Um, I am just really happy to share and I appreciate you being willing to have me on the show. Um, when we left to travel, before we even left to travel, we just felt like we really felt like one of our purposes was that we needed to share our story. And at that point, yeah. we kind of were like, we need to share our story. But what is our story? Like, we're not even really sure what our story is, you know, and it's kind of interesting to watch it unravel, you know, I'm like, oh, I didn't ever peg myself as, and I'm pretty, I try to be really healthy. I'm a young mom. And I, so getting cancer was not really on my radar. Um, but, but I feel like it is, I feel like God has given me so much and I feel like I need to give back. I feel like that is part of my responsibility. And so I really hope that 
me sharing can be helpful and beneficial to someone because I feel like that's my duty and my obligation. So I appreciate you being, being, um, willing to have me on. Oh, that means so much to me, Emily. Thank you. I am so glad you listened to get the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow. Let's take your learning to the next level. Print off this month's progress plan that is free by going to my website aboutprogress.com slash free. Also join our free and private Facebook group called A Work in Progress via the link in my show notes, which you can also find on my website aboutprogress.com. And best of all, be heard on this show. Be featured on the last episode of each month that is called Dear Progressor, where our listeners really, really shine. To learn how to do this, go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. You do have something of great value to share with this community, and we all need to hear you. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.